complaints about gem dissidents taking low-paid jobs away from humans. It's not exactly that, Kelly mumbled. They're causing an imbalance between supply and demand. Please elaborate, the Strix librarian prompted the ambassador. Well, it's how they spend their pay, Kelly griped. You know that most of the humanoid species on the station can eat Earth fruits. The Frunge are big customers for our wine and liquor imports, and the Drazens can eat anything without MSG. But as long as I've known the gem, they've been subsisting on that awful all-in-one nutrient drink. Have you ever asked the gem why they abandoned their ag deck in favor of an artificial drink produced in factories? Libby inquired. I don't have to ask to know the answer, Kelly replied. Ambassador Jem would tell me that the drink is superior to organic foods grown in unsanitary conditions and that all of the other species are jealous of the Empire's scientific nutrition. Perhaps that's just the line maintained by the Jem leadership, and you'll get a different answer if you ask one of the sisters who have defected, Libby suggested. So what exactly is the problem you're having with the way the dissident Jem, or free Jem as they are calling themselves, have been spending their wages. They're buying all of our chocolate, Kelly exploded. It's not just me complaining, it's all of the women I know. No sooner does a trader bring in a new shipment, the free gem are lined up in the shuk and at the chocolate emporium in the little apple to grab it all. And it's not just the ready-to-eat chocolate they're buying, it's the baking ingredients too. I stopped at Whole Universe to get a triple chocolate donut yesterday, and they didn't even have the single chocolate version. I had to bribe the kid to sell me six chocolate chips wrapped in a napkin from the emergency stash he keeps under the counter. I think I'm going into withdrawal. My, that does sound serious, Libby responded dryly. Should I ask Griff to clap the refugees in irons and turn them over to the gem military? Never make fun of an addict, Kelly warned her Strix friend. The importers keep upping their orders from Earth, but the free gem are multiplying even faster. Do you know how many there are on the station? Unofficially, Libby asked. Fewer than 10,000 dissidents at last count, though their numbers are growing at a surprising pace. Ah, you have a visitor. The station librarian cut herself off mid-discussion. Kelly rose and stuck her head out of her office just as the outer door to the embassy slid open. Dring, she cried joyfully. Are you back for good? You have to eat dinner with us tonight, but first, come in and see my baby. I am pleased to see you as well, the chubby little dinosaur responded cheerily. Me too, and I have left the Cassilians to colonize their new world, and I came to see you as soon as I could. Why is your baby in a cage? It's not a cage, it's a playpen, Kelly explained. Even at home, we keep Sammy in a playpen if nobody is watching him closely. May I pick him up? Of course, but he's never seen a maker before, so don't be surprised if he starts crying. Dring reached over the side of the playpen and scooped up Samuel, who clung to the little dinosaur and laughed. A born diplomat, Dring commented. The shapeshifter paused to take a careful inventory of the baby's parts. He appears to be complete. It's polite to say something like, oh, what a beautiful baby, Kelly hinted. Well, he does bear a striking resemblance to Joe, Dring hazarded a compliment. Was that appropriate? Never mind, Kelly replied with a sigh. Wait, you said that Me Too is with you? Does that mean the Cassilians selected a new high priest?
I thought there was going to be a problem with that after Me Too solved all of their challenge questions. Yes, but in the end, they just went back to their old method of choosing leaders, Dring replied. An election? Kelly guessed. A ruler, Dring answered. The tallest Cassilian became the new high priest. I've always meant to ask you if that's where the word ruler comes from in English. No, the two words sound the same and are spelled the same, but they come from different roots, Kelly explained. I think that makes them homophones rather than just homonyms, but I'd have to check a dictionary or ask Libby. I suppose it's not surprising, Drang commented as he nuzzled the baby with his snout. I understand that there are still some thousands of languages spoken by humans, and I hope you are doing something to preserve them for the future. After a few millennia on the tunnel network, most civilizations end up with a single common tongue for the entire species.